0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Fridays podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador. It is currently 9.01 p.m. Eastern Time, July 30th, 2022. Hello, apologies for not having the podcast yesterday. There is a good reason, and I will get to that reason in just a moment. But first things first and always, how are you, my dear listener? this past week been treating you you doing okay are you healthy you um making friends losing friends that's okay we've gone through that before what have you done have you worked out have you been feeling better sleeping better making your bed have you been um playing that video game that you want to have you gotten to that book tell you what remember that i said to you i'm gonna finish one book at least this year i'm halfway done with the book that i'm reading last weekend I actually, or sometime this past week, I forget what day, but I read a full new chapter. I'm making progress. What about you? What goal have you set up for yourself that you wish to accomplish before you get done with this year? Let me know. And you can do so by emailing me at fsofpodcast at gmail.com. Please tell me how you're doing. Send me updates on your goals. Otherwise, if you have a topic to suggest, an article of interest, Send it there, podcast at gmail.com. There is plenty of inspirational stuff that I can say and tell you, but I feel as if I'm rehashing the exact same thing. I feel as if there's no theme. So the theme is quotes for today. And you know what? I am going to just look up some inspirational quotes, and I'm going to read a couple to you and see if it does anything for you. All right. This comes from goodreads.com. what do we got be yourself everything else is already taken oscar wilde very good very good you've gotta dance like there's nobody watching love like you'll never be hurt sing like there's nobody listening and live like it's heaven on earth william w perky muhammad gandhi has a couple What does he have to say? He says, "Be the change that you wish to see in the world." We all know that. And he says, "Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever." Amazing. And last but not least, let's hear from that oh so smart individual, Albert Einstein, who says, "There are only two ways to live your life. One is as one is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is though everything is a miracle." What words? What words? I don't know if that really helps or peps you up. I am just, I do feel as if I'm like spouting the exact same thing over and over. Which I do believe you can do it. Whatever you set your mind to. And I know it's difficult to find that motivation. I am suffering from motivational problems myself right now. Uh, and there are many reasons for that. But I'm still trying to fight. I'm still trying to figure things out. And, I, and if I'm still trying and I haven't given up hope, then I feel and I believe most earnestly that you can as well. But this is going to be a short podcast, uh, sorry to say. But with that said, with that in mind, let us cheers as always as we commemorate the podcast with a shot to episode 42 of the FSOF podcast. Here's to you, my dear listener. Here's to me, individual in the room with a microphone, and to the podcast. Prost. So here's the dealio. I hope your week has been good. My week has been good. Been selling a lot of policies at work Been getting some little additional money with commissions and this and that, which I hope to see come next paycheck. But I have sold, I think like 28 or 29 policies, maybe more this month. It's, it's been, we, we've just been selling them straight through. We've just been selling them. Now, as a result, um, work has been going well. Work has been doing just fine, busy, understanding things better and better. I'm sure there's some specific stuff that I can share, but I'm just not recalling them right now. I will touch back on that motivational thing. Remember the podcast that I did? I think it was literally the previous podcast. I was talking about, you know, actors getting slumped down in the I uh, do no, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. Maybe it was, I don't know. I had a podcast that I spoke about, you know, actors just going through emotional tolls based on just the auditions and this and that. Well, I had an audition this morning, and it was for an agency that I would really like to be a part of. But just because of the emotional rollercoaster that I've been on as a result of doing these auditions and getting these callbacks and this and that. I've just been so unmotivated, so unmotivated, and while I didn't want to miss an audition, I still went ahead and did so for this talent agency, and I feel that my unmotivated nature and just how down I kind of feel bled through into my performance, and while normally, That's not great. Maybe this time it was okay, because the monologue that I selected was from BoJack Horseman. Uh, What was it? It was like episode, season five, episode six, I think. It's called Free Churro, and it's the episode where he gives that eulogy to his mother. And while BoJack Horseman is an asshole uh, of many states and levels, I kind of am. I am an asshole. I know that. But I'm hoping that with my natural charisma of being an asshole and just how tired and down I've been, maybe I took a different spin on the delivery of that portion of that episode. And Shelby was listening outside the door and she said that it sounded convincing. It sounded like there was emotion behind it but I already know that it's just going to come to another rejection notice from this town agency. And it's also going to follow with no feedback and no type of criticism whatsoever, which is another word for feedback. So I'm using my thesaurus. So yeah, I'm, I worry that because of just the emotional toll like it's it's bleeding into my own personal life and it's now affecting my performances at least with you know with auditions so that's not good so i'm trying not to be too bogged down and discouraged by another rejection which will more than likely come my way i'm trying to be productive about things i'm trying to think what can i do in order to get my acting game going again what can spur me back on to that motivational horse And what can I do in order to improve myself? Because I feel as if I'm stagnant as an artist and I hate staying still. I hate it. I feel as if I'm not developing anything. I feel as if I'm just rehashing the exact same talent over and over again. And that's why I'm not getting picked up anywhere. And I'm surprised that I haven't. And my support team, my support system, friends, family, you know, the people who know me, They understand, they feel that I have potential and talent, and they feel that I should have been picked up by now. While yes, I obviously feel the exact same way, I just don't know what is missing, what I'm doing wrong, and what I can improve on. And that's where I miss having feedback, because as a musician, I did not have that problem. So, if I can fight this battle... On my own front, you can fight your battles on your own front. You can do it. I know you can. I trust that you can. So, with that said, something big happened within my week. Remember that thing that I said that I wouldn't tell you until this podcast? Well, guess what? It's time to tell you now that I have done so. But before we get to that, <laughs> teaser, yesterday, the reason why the podcast didn't come out is because, one, I get off of work at 6.30, I normally don't get home until about 6.45, 6.40, around that time. And once I did so, I trimmed my basil plant, I updated my computer and some software, made sure everything was up and going and running, fed the cats, and basically right after that, I streamed. Yeah, for the first time in, like, three months, I streamed. Wasn't anything big, uh, big. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Just trying to run through that ultimate gauntlet of, like, 17 bosses. I unfortunately died at Demon of Hatred. That was the furthest that I got. And I don't know why I died to him. He, he just was doing some very unexpected things, and it, it got me. So that was fun. And while... This big surprise has been announced to my family, some of my close friends, my co-workers, and now has been presented live on stream. I adopted a cat. One of the animal shelters was just absolutely inundated with pets, and there was a very generous individual from California who basically put forth enough money to say any and all pets and animals adoption fees are waived everything is free get these pets so i got a pet and by no means are we replacing chalk not by not 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 by any stretch it's just we were doing our part so we got a new gato a new little cat and when i say little i mean he's a honk fiv positive cat who we have named monty and he's a very good boy very talkative enjoys his belly rubs, to my surprise, and uh, I mention him because he's the reason which has implanted the idea in my head of today's podcast, and that podcast idea, main topic subject, is the integration of new pets with old pets, and this comes up because we went about the wrong way of introducing Monty to the rest of the cats, to Mally, to Remy, to Rocky. Actually, now that I think about it, I am the odd man out in this household because there's Shelby, Mally, Remy, Rocky, Monty, Frank. Do not call me Frankie. I do not like that. So, the integration of pets, what we did, what we thought would be right is, okay, here's the new pet, here's uh, Monty, who we kept in the den, doors closed. And then I picked up Rocky, because Rocky's a very chilled cat. We thought, okay, this would be no problem. Rocky is a good boy, he won't mind the new cat, you know, a little curious, maybe a little hesitant, but he, nothing bad will happen from it. Well, we opened up the door, Monty was in the den, and I had Rocky in my arms. And I was trying, I was like holding him at first, and then he just reacted very negatively started hissing at Monty from afar. And of course, it didn't work any better with me holding him and bringing him closer. So after that, and hearing Rocky make noises that I've never heard him make before, we tried the exact same thing with Mally. Well, that went with equal success, which was (laughs) meh. So, not feeling great about that. Shelby contacted her mother and was like, hey, this happened and we're not feeling great about it. We're actually, in fact, a little bit discouraged. So what can we do in order to better, you know, introduce people, uh, introduce the cats to one another? And she said, have the cats alone, bring one cat down to the living room. And when they're relaxed and fine within the space, open up the door to the den and just have Monty stroll on out and don't separate them, essentially. You know, if something super bad was going to happen, like one was going to attack the other, obviously intervene. But otherwise, just let them do what they do. Nature has been around for a very long time with these creatures, and they have a way of organizing things. As far as superiority in this and that, ranks and dominance, alphas, betas, katas? So, we tried that that evening with Remy, and to our chagrin, there was success. And then slowly but surely, we just did that. And there was hissing still between Rocky and Mally, and, but it wasn't too bad, it was supervised at all times, and it slowly started getting better once they started, like, touching noses and uh, accidentally or otherwise, you know, butts were sniffed. But now we have it where he's free to roam wherever, whenever, all times of the day. We do not worry or fear that something is going to happen. There's new habits which are being picked up, such as Mali, And Monty just running amok up and down the stairs, chasing each other. At first, we're like, oh my god, is she doing something? Is he doing something? No, they're just playing. Cool. Great. So I think it is safe to say that he has been integrated into the family. Something else that I wish to mention is that this doesn't happen just with cats upon cats. My parents, momism and dadism, decided to, oh, by the way, cheers to them because they this past week have celebrated their 38th wedding anniversary so here's to you mom and dad congrats putting up with my father's humor for that long gosh she deserves a trophy or maybe she should have won that billion dollar lottery <laughs> so my parents have a dog named gizmo lovely black leopard I'll uh, I'll black leopard jesus no black lab shepherd mix they decide to adopt two cats midnight and mushu who we just call moo for short the vets told them to basically keep them separated until they sure they're used to each other and then let them out well the integration between a dog who is a resident and then new cats is vastly different and I don't know what or how my brother did it but he was sex uh, successfully able to integrate the three together and that just led me to think now that I've had my own experience of trying to integrate a new cat with previous cats how do you properly go about this so I will share with you this article from the Animal Humane Society on their website of AnimalHumaneSociety.org, which they have an entire article introducing a new pet to your household. I don't know who this was written by, I don't know uh, who the author was. It doesn't indicate, but I will read this article in its entirety just because well, it's, it's needed for my struggle and for people who are going about adopting animals, this might need to be known. Now, bear in mind, this is just between dogs and cats. This does not take into consideration, you know, rabbits or guinea pigs or, um, tarantulas, uh, lizards, nothing like that. So, Let us begin. Your pet will need time to adjust to its new home, and the transition may be somewhat stressful. An animal that displays a happy, playful attitude at a shelter may act weary and fearful in a new environment. Watch for cues about how your pet is feeling. If your pet seems timid, try to move slowly, or just sit in the same room, reading a book, and let your pet come to you. If your pet is full of energy and ready to play, get out the toys right away, but be cautious. Pets can be both scared and full of energy. Modify your actions to make your new pet feel welcome. The care you take with your own behavior in early days will pay off in the future as your pet learns that you are someone to trust. Resist giving your pet the run of the house. So I believe this section is if if they're just a new pet, an only pet, and you bring them home with you. So they say, dogs. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Resist giving your pet the run of the house. Many animals coming from the shelter have been in a cage or kennel for days or weeks before arriving at your home, or sometimes months. To have the run of an entire house can be overwhelming, especially if it happens too fast. Resist the temptation to let your pet run loose in the house during the first week, especially if you have other pets. Dogs. Give your new dog a week or more to settle in and feel comfortable with her new environment or him or he. Uh, If your new puppy or dog seems comfortable, Comfortable and relaxed not hiding and is willing to come out to you for affection and food You can provide access to other areas of your home if you have other pets follow steps for successful introductions Which I believe is located down below That Is not where that link should have brought me anyway if your new dog is your only pet, you can give him the chance to explore. Before you begin, be sure any off-limits areas, basement, attic, garage aren't accessible. So the big so the first big tour doesn't end up in a frantic search. Try into, introducing your dog to other parts of your house while on leash so you can provide understanding of where and where not to go. On your first tour, walk around each room and let your pet sniff everything. If your pet tries to jump on something off-limits, calmly redirect him to an appropriate area. Petter play in these accessible areas to associate these locations with positive things. Depending upon your dog's nature, you may need to give several guided tours on a leash before your pet understands how to behave in the house and which areas are accessible. Puppies should stay in a limited area in your home where you can supervise them until they are house trained. Some animals respond very well to an expanded living area, others become frightened and retreat. If your pet seems more nervous now that you've given more access to the house, slow down the introduction process to match comfort level. Some dogs feel safest in a relatively small area and are only willing to explore other parts of the home if you accompany them. Every animal is different. Get to know what your pet prefers and try to support those preferences. Cats Because cats are more creatures of habits than dogs, a cat may choose to hide under a bed or in a closet for the first few days. Don't force interactions. Set up a small quiet area for your new cat to help establish a safe and secure environment. Give your new cat a week or more to settle in and feel comfortable with her new environment or his. It's best to confine to a single quiet room with the cat's own litter box, food dish, and a box or bed. Use this time to make sure your new pet is healthy by keeping your appointment for the free physical exam. If your cat seems comfortable and relaxed, not hiding, is willing to come to you for affection and food, you can provide access to other areas of your home. If you have other pets, follow these steps, which we'll get to, I hope. If your new cat is your only pet you can provide the chance to explore. Before you begin, be sure to uh, off-limits areas, basements at a garage are not accessible so that the big first tour doesn't end up in a frantic search. Copy and paste. Good job, Animal Humane Society. When you're ready, open the door from your pet's room and sit just outside. Encourage your cat to come to you, then reward with attention or a treat. Staying seated, let your cat wander freely. If the cat seems comfortable after 15 minutes, get up and go about your business in the house, but stay near enough to make sure there is no trouble. Restrict free time to less than an hour at first, but gradually lengthen it until your cat or kitten is in the house whenever you're home once your cat has found places to play and relax move food water and litter box to their permanent location if you're moving the litter box a long distance from an upstairs bedroom to the basement for example set up a second box in the new location but leave the one in your cat's special room until the second one is used on a regular basis if there are places your cat is not allowed to go tabletops counters plant shelf establish those rules during the first tour of the house placing double Sighted tape on counters and tables can help teach your cat to avoid these surfaces. Rattle a can full of pebbles as your cat approaches off-limit areas to help associate the behavior with an unpleasant noise. Don't allow your cat to run the house when you're not around until you're confident the house rules are understood. Some animals respond very well to an expanded living area. Others get frightened and retreat. Uh, If your cat seems more nervous now, than. You've given more access to the house. Slow down. Introduce the process in a much more comfortable level. Uh, some cats feel safest in a relatively small area and only willing to explore. The blah blah blah. Every animal is different. Get to know them before you do. It's a jungle out there. Keep your cat indoors. Predators, disease, fast-moving cars, and toxic chemicals are just a few of the dangers cats face when allowed to roam outdoors. If you want your cat to experience the great outdoors, use a harness and leash and accompany him or her as he or she explores your yard. Always keep a collar and ID tag on your cat in the event he should or she should accidentally get off leash or escape the house okay so let's see if these links work actually okay here we go so introducing your pet to resident pets if you already have pets at home you're no doubt looking forward to a happy harmonious relationship between all your animals follow the guidelines listed here to give everyone the best chance for a lasting friendship here we go. New dog and resident dog. When you're introducing two dogs to each other, first impressions matter. How the dog interact in the in the how dogs interact in their first few encounters can set the tone for their entire relationship. So follow these steps to set their relationship up for success. I even did like a little like, hey, here we go like right arm fist clenched across my body like let's go gung-ho here's what you'll need to get started one person per dog four to six feet nylon or leather leashes will give you the most control and avoid uh, avoid retractable leashes okay so just straight up singular piece a spacious neutral area preferably outdoors for the introduction to take place to avoid territorial behaviors and allow plenty of distance between the dogs High-value treats like cheese or hot dogs cut into small pieces. Do use happy, calm voice. Keep the leash as loose as possible while still maintaining control. Don't punish the dog for getting too excited, barking, or whining at the new dog. The goal is to encourage your dog and build a positive relationship with the new dog. Start with walking outdoors. Number one, start in neutral territory where you have plenty of space, like a park, open field, or quiet street. Start on opposite sides of your space, walking the same direction. When one dog looks at the other one, they get a treat. Keep walking until they are no longer focused on each other. Two, Repeat your walk and reward method, moving about 3 to 5 feet closer. As long as the dogs continue to pay more attention to you and less attention to the other dog, continue walking. If the dogs become too focused on each other, add more distance until they can successfully walk, take treats, treats and ignore each other. 3. Slowly decrease the distance, this might take a few walks, until the two humans can walk next to each other with the dogs to the far right and left of them, and can move forward without obsessing over the other dog. 4. Once you're constantly walking well, allow the dogs to circle and sniff each other for a few seconds, then lead them away. Repeat this several times. Anytime the dog's bodies go still, lead them away and take a break. Once you have several meetings where the dogs' bodies appeared appear relaxed loose wiggly bodies the next step is to try the two dogs loose in a fence area fenced area so they can move around as they wish tips for a home introduction the steps outlined above Provide an optimal opportunity for dogs to meet one another. If that's not possible, however, use these tips for an introduction at home. Do outdoor introductions before bringing the dogs into the house together. Leave the leashes on so you can control both dogs if needed. Be sure to remove any bones, toys, and food bowls that your resident dog might feel the need to protect from the new dog. Keep the dogs separated while you are gone until they are comfortable with each other under a variety of circumstances. When you are home, supervise their interactions and give them breaks from each other by creating, by creating one at a time and taking them for separate walks. If an altercation occurs, separate the dogs for a few days to give them a break from each other stress hormones can take this long to return to normal and if you try to continue the introduction too soon the altercations could get worse after a few days you can return to the previous step to continue building a positive relationship all right that is dog v dog what about new dog and resident cat let's go Oh my goodness, that's long. Oh my, oh my goodness. Cats, why are you so bad? Oh my goodness, cats. Okay, here we go. Getting started. Or rather, despite the stereotype, many dogs and cats learn to live together peacefully. Be patient, take the introduction process slowly, but know that whether or not your pets get along will also depend on their individual personalities. Follow these steps to maximize the chances of success. Getting started, make sure the cat has access to a dog-free sanctuary at all times. Sanctuary rooms can be any size, but must have a secure door and ceiling. The space should include a litter box, scratching posts, water, food bowls, and toys. Make sure to cat-proof the space by removing any poisonous plants, medicines, fragile knickknacks, and hiding or tying up cords. You might also set up some hiding places or tunnels to help the cat feel safer. Be prepared to manage your pet's interactions for the next several weeks, if not longer. Ideally, your living spaces will have multiple high areas, like shelving and furniture that your cats are allowed on, so they can easily escape the dog if needed. Keep the pets separate at first, for at least the first three to four days. Prevent any contact until your new pet has had his vet vet checkup and been cleared of illness. Confine your new pet in a sanctuary room with the door closed or separate floor of your house. The goal is to allow the pets to get used to each other's presence without face-to-face contact. Even if they can't see each other, they can hear and smell each other. Feed them on opposite sides of a closed door. The idea is to teach them to associate the presence of the other pet without, uh, with pleasant things, such as food. With each feeding more their food bowl, uh, move their food bowls a little closer to the closed door. Continue this process until each pet can eat calmly right next to the door. Teach basic commands. If your new pet is a dog, start teaching him basic obedience cues, such as sit and down. Keep training sessions short pleasant and rewarding for the dog. Learn more about training with Animal Humane Society's training school. Begin face-to-face meetings. Once your pets can eat their food calmly right next to the door, conduct meet and greets in a common area of the house. Don't use either animal sanctuary area. Keep the first few sessions short and calm. Keep the dog on a leash and let the cat come and go as he wishes or she. Do not restrain either pet in your arms as injury could result if either pet behaves aggressively. Ask the dog to sit and reward him with small tasty treats for calm behavior. Give your cat treats as well. If either pet demonstrates aggression, calmly distract and redirect them. Toss a toy for the cat to lure him from the room, or call the dog's name or reward his attention. Return the pets to their confident confinement areas rather. Repeat sessions daily. Repeat these face-to-face sessions daily. Save your pet's favorite treats for when they are together. If the cat attempts to leave the room, allow him to do so and do not let the dog chase him. Try to end each session before either pet shows stress or aggression. Allow pets loose together. When the animals appear to be getting along well, allow them loose in the room together, keeping the dog's leash attached and dragging on the floor so that you can step on it and prevent him from chasing the cat if he or she gets excited. If tensions erupt, go back to the earlier introduction steps and repeat the process. Make sure the cat has access to a dog-proof sanctuary room at all times and proceed with caution. Continue to separate the pets when you are not there to supervise. So that is a dog and cat introduction. So what do we have next? New cat and resident cat. Here we go. Don't worry too much. Okay, adding a second cat to your household. Thinking of adopting a second cat or fourth one in our case, here's some tips that can increase your chances for establishing a peaceful multi-cat home. Selecting your cat Don't worry too much about gender of cats involved, age and temperament are the most important factors. Adult cats will usually accept a new kitten much more easily than they will accept a new adult cat. Cats are territorial, and your cat may resent an adult feline intruder. If you're able to choose from a group of kittens, avoid a kitten that's hissing, growling, or engaged in serious battle with his mates. Prefer to adopt an adult cat Success depends largely on the personality of your present cat. If he or she's easygoing and the new cat is also laid back, you may have little trouble if you introduce them slowly and correctly. Oh Jesus! Cats are solitary and highly territorial creatures that often require weeks or months to adjust to changes in their new environment and lifestyle. For that reason, first impressions are extremely important when meeting other household pets. Cats that are introduced too quickly and fight may never learn to coexist peacefully. Create a new sanctuary. We got that. Feed them on opposite sides of the same door. We got that. Let your new cat explore. Once the new cat seems comfortable with his new surroundings or her, is eating well and using his or her litter box, confine your resident cat in another room and let the new cat explore the house. This allows the new cat to come in contact with the resident cat's scent without direct contact. Another option is to exchange the cat's bedding for a night. Ooh, that's interesting. Monitor the cat's first encounter closely and limit the time they spend together at first. Some display a fearful and aggressive behavior, crouching, hissing, ears back, is to be expected. But you we want to avoid letting them establish a pattern of aggression or fearful behavior, which may be difficult to change. If these behaviors intensify, separate the cats again and go back to step one. If they fight, distract and separate. If, if an actual fight breaks out, throw a towel over them to distract them or make a loud noise to separate them. Lure the new cat back to his or her sanctuary room. Don't pick him or her up while they they're still aroused, and give them a few days to calm down. Do not hold either cat in your arms during introductions. If either one reacts aggressively to the other cat, you could be scratched or bitten. Continue to provide supervised encounters with both cats. And that's the obvious. I don't think I need to read that. Tips and reminders. Be sensitive to what a big change this is for your resident cat. Give him the security of his usual routine and his own special time with you. Keep in mind that success doesn't necessarily mean your cats will be best. Buddies. Some cats become bonded to one another while others spend the rest of their lives avoiding and hissing at each other. Realize that either of these scenarios might happen. Your goal is facilitating introductions is to Your goal in facilitating introductions is to set the stage for the cats to peacefully share their living quarters, but understand you simply cannot make them like each other. This process takes time. Count on two to four weeks of integrating a kitten and an adult and four to six weeks or longer if integrating two adults. God, we got it done less than a week. While following this protocol will maximize your chances of success, know that some cats simply simply never learn to coexist peacefully. If you have followed the introduction process and do not see any improvement after a month's time, especially if one cat is terrorizing or injuring the other, long-term success may be unrealistic. Rehoming one of the cats or keeping them permanently separate may be necessary for everyone's safety. Luckily, that is not the case with us. And we have two more sections here. One of them is cats and kittens, which actually there's three sections. One of them's cats and kittens, which they kind of already, you know, hinted upon. Uh, one is children and pets, which, um, yeah, if you have kids, you can read that. And then there's uh, how to introduce a dog and cat. And that uh, well kind of repeats of what we've already done you know, make sure the cat has access to a dog free sanctuary, be prepared to manage your pets interactions for the next several weeks if not longer. Uh, ideally living space should have multiple steps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, keep the pets separate, right? Feed them on opposite doors, right? Teach basic commands to the dog, right? Begin face-to-face meetings, make sure everyone's calm, safe, any type of aggression happens to shrak them, lead them away, repeat the sessions and allow the pets loose together. Uh, yeah. So that's what they recommend. And even just reading that I noticed to myself, yeah, we did that. And obviously didn't work out well because we're, ruining the balance of nature as far as what they are used to. So bad on us, shame on us, but hey, now we know, and hopefully now you know, so that when you do get that second cat or a cat dog or dog cat or multiple cats, multiple dogs and introducing a new cat or anything, as far as these species go, maybe this will help you integrate your new hopeful happy family in a peaceful manner. So with that said, that's going to be the podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something. Again, topics of suggestion, articles of interest. You just want to say hello, update me on what's going on in your life. Send it to the email address fsofpodcast at gmail.com. I will happily read it. And hey, maybe what you suggest, say or do will end up on the podcast itself. So Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Sleep well. Make your bed. And until next time, au revoir.